There's something about being together. Together with the family of God because that's really what we are. We're a family. We're the body of Christ. We're, one, we're just one small piece of it, you know? And sometimes it's really easy to get lost in the fact that this is, this is our church, obviously, and, um, but we're, we're just a small part of, of the church, right? The church is the saints of God, all those who believe. All who believe in the name of Jesus. We are the family of God together. So I hear Brother Reggie did a, a good job, as he always does, yes? Yeah. Praise the Lord. I've been seeking God on what he would have for his people for this coming year, seeking God for a vision. The Bible says a people perish for lack of vision, of knowledge. And it's important that we are, just because it's 2016, does not by any means that God is... As of January 1st, God's changing stuff and doing something different. You know, that's not really the way it goes, but it all, to us, it means more than it does to the Lord, I think. Wouldn't you say so? All right? Um, but, but, it's important that we stay in tempo with God's calendar. Okay? Because if we're on our own calendar, and God is the one that's directing things, then we're going to be out of step with his spirit. And the Bible says this very thing. It says, keep in step with the spirit. You know, have you ever seen a, um, a, uh, a parade? I'm not a huge parade fan. You know, my wife and kids, they are, Thanksgiving Day comes and the TV is on like all day and they're watching the Macy's Day Parade and I'm like, wow. Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, back to my point. <clears throat> they're all in step, or they're supposed to be, <laughs> right? They're supposed to be in step, especially the marching bands. Now, many of, of our youth here are involved in the marching band, the Medina Mustangs Marching Band, which has won, yes, the uh, state for many, many years. This year they came in second, did an awesome job. They're amazing. But they put a lot, a ton of effort into it. There's a lot of discipline, a lot of hard work, a lot of hours in the rain and the snow. And, but they're taught, even though they're playing their music, okay, to keep in step with each other. And they do it with precision. And if they get out, they're taught how to get back in. Okay? And there's like this little stutter step they got to do. I can't do it. I can't. I can't dance either. I know that's a big surprise to you guys, but <laughs> it's like a little stutter step you got to do to get back in step with the rest of the group, right? And it's, we are, as believers, as the family of God, as the church of God, as the saints, are supposed to keep in step with the Spirit. Well, 
How, how do we keep in step with this? How do we know where the Spirit is going? How do we know where God is leading? It's like chasing the wind. Well, what a funny thing about the wind. You can't, you can't see where the wind is going, really. You know, we can see the diagrams of, of you know, when our weatherman, who, who they're always so accurate, um, you know, they got the, uh, the jet stream and stuff. We can see on there visually where it's going, but you can't really see the wind, right? You can see the effects of the wind, and the wind can be a powerful force, right? And I always get a little, maybe a little bit more than little, nervous when it's windy out. Because as a husband and as a father, I'm thinking, all right, what's going to break? What, what's, what is a limb going to fall on, you know, and, and things like this. And before the wind comes, we kind of batten down the hatches, if you will. We're tightening stuff up, making sure the doors are closed and the windows are locked and, and so on. Making sure things are tidy so that when the wind comes, we are ready. All right? And I told you about this vision or dream, whatever you want to call it, that the Lord gave me a number of years ago, a handful of years ago. And in this, this vision, I was driving literally uh, from 104 down 63 to Lindenville. Some of you know exactly that, that stretch of land that I'm talking about. There's a family dollar there now, I think. Um, and so... I was driving there, and I was just driving along. It was a summer day, and I happened to notice up in the sky there was this stream of something in the distance I could see, and it was moving. And and as I watched that closely, it came closer and closer. And and the thought came to me like, wow, I, I can tell where that's coming from, and I can tell a rough idea where that's going. And it was like this jet stream of a whole bunch of different debris, trees, all kinds of stuff, okay? And it wasn't moving fast, but it was moving consistently. And as I I spoke those words, I, I could follow that. I could tell. I could follow that. Then, as soon as I said those words, a smell came to me, a beautiful smell as if a perfume, okay? Now, I can always tell when my wife has been in the room. She's just, she's just got this beautiful smell. She's got these perfumes that I buy her, mind you. <laughs> and she just smells so good. And when she comes through the room, she leaves this beautiful perfume smell with her. Guys, you know what I'm talking about, right? And, and this smell came to my nostrils, and I, I could smell that very strongly. It's like, you know what? I bet I could follow that with my eyes closed. And I closed my eyes. Mind you, I'm driving, okay? <laughs> now, I do not advocate this. I do not condone this sort of behavior, but in my dream. You can get away with that stuff. So I close my eyes, and with my sniffer, I'm sniffing out this smell. And where the smell is leading me. And it was leading me. And it led me to a series of doors. It led me to this door. And next to the door was a green light and a red light. And I knew when I got to the door whether I was to go through that door 
or stop and go some other way by the signals that were there, okay? And so is, if there was a green door or a green light, I went through that door, and as soon as I opened that door, bam, there was another door. And I knew right away what to do with that door because of the signals that were there. And pretty soon, I'm opening doors like this. Without even thinking about it, I'm just rolling through these doors. And, and there's tight turns, and some are back like this, and some are back and forth. Some of them are getting smaller and smaller and smaller until I'm barely able to crawl through on my hands and knees. And the Spirit, the Lord was telling me that I am going to lead you by my Spirit. And you're going to be able to tell where I'm going. I'm going to lead you. You're going to know what doors to go through. You're going to know what doors are closed to you. And that has proven to be the very case. And God, friends, wants to lead us if we will follow. But that's the thing. We're kind of stiff-necked people. We want to lead. It's my life. I want to lead my life. I want to do what I want to do. Now, isn't, the, isn't that the very will that has to be broken? That has to be broken. He doesn't break our spirits. I've heard Dr. James Dobson. Any of you know Dr. James Dobson, a Christian psychologist? If you haven't read any of that guy's stuff, you really need to, man. He's just so pro-family and just very pertinent information on, on good stuff about your family. I strongly advocate him. I, good stuff, Dr. James Dobson. And he says, you've got to break the will not the Spirit. Because when you're raising children, they're going to do what they want to do. And if you say, don't touch that, what are they going to do? They're going to touch it. All right? And you go over and you slap their hand. Okay? Now, we're not supposed to do that in today's world. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that, which is why kind of things the way they are. Okay? Um, God disciplines those he loves. The Bible says God disciplines those he loves. You know, I asked one of my professors one time. We had a, a thing that we were doing. I don't even remember what it was, but the question was, does God discipline us? And my professor, and I really respected him, and he said this, no, not so much. He doesn't discipline us. He kind of lets things that he has set in motion handle that. So basically, we suffer the consequences, is what he was saying. And, and I thought about that. It just didn't set well with me. And this is a scholarly person teaching at, at the college. And I was like, man, that just I don't get that. And, and I wrestled with that for a long time, and then I came to that scripture that says, God disciplines those. And that's in Proverbs, I believe. Is that right? Didn't we read that just the other night? God disciplines those he loves. I think it's around Proverbs 4 or 3 or something like that. Yeah, God does discipline us. And yet, yes, we do suffer the consequences too, right? Right? Yeah. Okay? 
But we need to learn to follow the master. If we don't follow the master, we are susceptible to harm. Okay? The Bible says in Psalms, we like sheep have all gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. That's really the human nature, isn't it? That we follow our own way. And we say, that grass over there, that looks really tasty. I'm going to go, I'm going to leave the safety of the flock of sheep. And I'm going to go over to this spot right here on the other side of that fence. And I'm going to be nibbling on some of that grass. And that's going to taste real good. But little do we know, over there is danger. That green grass may be there, but along with that grass is danger. There's wolves over there. There's lions over there. Things that could harm. There's cliffs over there. Do you follow? So when we stray away from the safety of the flock, when we stray from the safety of following the master, we get ourselves into trouble. And we are susceptible to suffering and pain and injury. We need to learn to follow the master. In Psalm 23, would you turn there with me? You all know this scripture, and we've read it many, many times. Psalm 23 More than likely, probably one of the most known scripture passages in in all of Christendom, no doubt. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Notice how that's said. He makes me. Sometimes we don't want to stop. Sometimes we just want to keep on going. Sometimes we don't want to wait for him. Yeah? I don't want to wait for God because he's taking too long. Yeah? He ain't doing things the way that I want them done. And so we just kind of step out of line and we go around him and we step back in line and we just keep on going. And pretty soon, we're the one that's leading. That's dangerous. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still quiet waters. He restores my soul. He replenishes me. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He takes care of us. You know why? Because his name is attached to us. If we fall, his name is on us. We represent him. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. How many of you know that there are times in your lives, in our lives, when we feel like we are literally in the valley of the shadow of death? And it's lurking over us, and it's waiting 
to conquer us. But God will have none of it. God will have none of it. We are his. We belong to him. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They keep me in line. They poke me. They jab me a little bit. They may smack me on the rear end. They may hook my neck and bring me back into line. And I don't like it. But it keeps me safe. It keeps me safe. Amen? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I have everything I need in you. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. That is just, that's so powerful. God adores you. Do you know that? God adores you. Guys, God adores you. Hey, hey, whoa. Eh. Arm's length, dude. Elbow pound it. I don't want to get too close. Well, God wants to get close. God wants to be, he wants his arms around you because you're his kids. You're his kids. And he loves you like kids. You know? We belong to him. We need to learn to keep in step with what God is doing. And, and you know, it, it's kind of a learning process, is it not? Learning to keep in step with the Spirit. Learning to keep in step with, with God, the Savior, the Shepherd, who leads us and provides us and for us and protects us. It's a learning process, a lifelong learning process. We learn to know the sound of his voice. In the scriptures it says, he calls his sheep by name. He calls us out of the sheep pen. At the outside of the city is a massive just corral, if you will. And all, every, all the shepherd's sheep go in the same place. And they're left there with other shepherds while they go and make purchases and trades and whatever else they do and rest. And they come back to the corral, to the sheep pen, and they call the sheep by name. Earl. Emma, and he calls us. He calls us by name because he knows us. He knows us. He loves us. He knows the things that we are prone to. He knows that we are prone to stray, that our hearts are prone to stray. You know, in the world you will hear, follow your heart. Follow your heart. But the Bible says, guard your heart. Watch out for it because your heart will lead you astray. How many times have you done things following your heart and it led you to a place where you thought, I don't ever want to be here again? God, you get, listen to this. 
God, you get me out of this. I promise I... There's been movies made about it. What's that one with them? What was the guy in uh, Smokey and the Bandit there? Burt Reynolds. <laughs> he's out in the water. What was that movie? He's out in the water and he says, God, I promise, if you get me to land, if you save me, I'll do this for you. And it's this grandiose promise, you know. And, and with, with each closer amount that he gets closer to shore, his promise comes back just a little bit. You know, by the time he reaches the shore, he's like, oh, I didn't, pretty much didn't mean anything I said. <laughs> Now that I know I'm safe, you know, I'm re- re- recanting on my promise. That's kind of the way it is, right? We need to follow the master. We need to learn to know his voice. How do we learn to know the voice of the master? The word of God. And you know what? Something happens when you learn to know the voice of God, when you learn... This thing's driving me nuts today. It don't want to stay on. When we learn the word of God, when something is said that does not line up with it, it's like beep, 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 warning, warning, warning. That's not truth right there. That's not truth. And that is what is supposed to happen. You know? Well, wait a minute. Sometimes I hear Christians that I know and love say things that are kind of religiously not in the Bible, okay? And that's not good. That's not good because the Bible is truth. The Word of God, the Word that He wants us to know. If you want to know how to get to know God, right here. This is how you get to know God, okay? The Word. This is His Word. He knows us. The Bible says that he knows how many hairs are on your head. Some of us, there's less than others. Some of them, there's none. Not pointing any out. All right? He knows us that well. Okay? Not a sparrow falls to the ground without him knowing it. One time, I probably told you this before, but one time my family and I were out just working out in our, our, our yard and the flower beds and whatnot, and all of a sudden I hear this sound, boom. I'm like, I thought Jody threw something at me, but I couldn't find what it was. And she'll do stuff like that, yeah. I, that's honest the truth. I thought she threw something at me, but I couldn't find what it was. And so I said something to her. What'd you throw? She looked at me like I was from Mars. What are you talking about? I didn't throw nothing at you. But I know my ears heard something. And so I'm wandering around trying to find what I heard and come to find out there was a bird that fell out of the sky. Okay? There was no trees. It fell out of the sky. It just... And it was still alive. And I swear, I, 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 and I looked for somebody that could take care of the bird and, and it just didn't work, you know. Um, but ever since then, and for years after that, I questioned, Lord, what, what was the thing with that? What's the deal? 
And I think maybe now I know a little bit. Do you gather that message? Not a sparrow falls without God knowing how much more than a sparrow your father cares for you. How much more? If he provides for the birds of the, you know, of the air and, and the lilies of the field, the Bible says, how much more does he care for you? His children. He knows every hair on your head. He knows you that well. Do you know the voice of the shepherd? It is vitally important because if you don't know his voice, you will follow any voice that seems right to you. There's an old saying, and there's been songs about it, country songs, no less. And you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. You got to be your own man, not a puppet on a string. Anybody hear, hear that song? Old, old country song, right? But that's, it really is true, right? You got to stand for something. You got to know what it is that you're following. You got to know that what you're following is going to lead you to a place of peace and safety and, and quiet and provision, like Psalm 23 says. Because if what you're following is not this, is not the word, the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to destruction. We don't want to end in destruction. We know that there are so many voices calling us to come this way. I've got the answers for what you need. Follow me. There's billboards along the highway. This is what you need. Call this number. Salino and Barnes, 88888, whatever. William Matar, 444444. And so on. You can't forget it. You can't get the jingle out of your head. Many voices in this world telling you, walk this way. Walk this way. Follow me. I've got the answers. But if we don't know the difference between what they're saying and the Word of God, we are lost. We are lost in darkness and we don't know the truth. We can't see the forest through the trees. We don't know the truth, though we're seeking it. Do you understand? That is why it is so important to know the shepherd's voice, to, to keep in step with the Spirit, as the Word says, to follow. He only wants the very best for us. Jeremiah 29, 11. Well, we got to be getting about sick of hearing these scriptures, ain't you? Come on. How many times you heard this stuff? And yet we eat it like candy. Peanut butter cookies. Chocolate cake. Give me more. 
For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Those are the plans that God has for you, his children. For those who believe, listen to this. For them that believed, he gave, to them who received him, the Bible says. Wait a minute. I got re- to receive him? I got to, how, re- how do I receive him? How do I, how do I do that? I believe and then I have to receive him. Yes, the Bible says that. To them who received him, to them who believed on his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. To them who did something, they believed and they received. Those are the children of God. Do you believe in the name of Jesus Christ? Do you believe that he died on a cross to save you from your sins? Do you believe that he rose again on the third day to seal our salvation? Okay, so we believe. Have you received and said, Jesus, come into my life. Take over. You be my Lord. Have you done that? Okay, some of us, yes. Some of us, no. Some of us, I don't know. Okay, okay. That's how it happens. That's what this says, all right? We don't get there by default. You've heard that, right? We, it just don't just happen there. All roads lead to Jesus. No, no. It, it's not the way it goes. What is that? What was that saying in uh, Little Nemo, Finding Nemo? All drains lead to the ocean, kid. All drains lead to the ocean, kid. <laughs> Why do I quote? I, I, I My mind wanders sometimes. When you have lots of kids, that's what happens. You get stuck in Disneyland. <laughs> All drains lead to the ocean, kid. It, it's not that way. It's not default, you know. We don't all just end up in heaven, all right? There's something that we got to do. We have a responsibility. We have to believe and receive what has been done on our behalf. You see, Jesus did not deserve to be killed on a cross, though he went willingly, the Bible says. He did not deserve that. Why? Because he led a sinless life. You and I, on the other hand, not so much. Okay? The Bible says that we all have sinned and what? Fallen short of the glory of God. And it goes on a little bit further. It says, the wages, what we earn... Because of our sin, what our sin is what? Just disobedience to God. So what we earn by our sin, we deserve death. All right? Uh, that's a little harsh, ain't it? Law of God. All right? The sin that souls, it must die. Man. But God. But God. We just celebrated Christmas, friends. We just celebrated Christmas, the birth of the Son. 
the Savior of our souls. The Savior of our souls. God set the plan in motion that we might be bought back, reunited, redeemed. When you take your cans to the Can Redemption Center, Dan's cans down here at the tops or wherever you go, you take all your cans in and you redeem them for a price. You get money for them. We are redeemed. We have been bought with a price, that being the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Have you believed? Have you received? This is what makes us children of God. I believe that we're going to see some things this year that we haven't seen in our lifetime. And we, we can see it coming and we feel the rumblings if you will. Do you, when you watch the news, you can feel the rumblings almost, right? And I'm just kind of painting a picture here, but it's the truth. You kind of feel the rumblings of the, the unsettling of the earth and its inhabitants, all right? And you can feel the momentum that is gaining speed and gaining power, momentum of, of evil, And you can see that less and less of the world are true believers. Believers in the truth, okay? And isn't that really what we want? If we're not seeking the truth, what in the world are we seeking? Really? What does all the religion in the world matter at all if there's no truth to it? It's a bunch of lies. Don't we collectively want the truth? I do. I can sense, and I believe that you can too, that the world is heading in a direction that it's going to be a difficult place to live. 